Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. We always love getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. We'll get you on the air. Like Jason Leppard, editor of PopularCruising.com, just returned from a seven-night top chef sailing aboard Celebrity Solstice out of Seattle. Jason, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, happy to be back. Yeah, I, I got to say, dude, we've uh, we've spoke three times in the past month and a half, and every time <laughs> yeah. we spoke, it's been about Alaska. What's going on out there in California? Uh, California, man, staying warm, but I'm, I'm getting away <laughs> to Alaska where it's cooler. <laughs> well, I can see that because it's hot in here in Florida as well. Uh, so you just got back from your seven-night Alaska sailing on Celebrity Solstice. It was a Top Chef cruise. So let's back up before you went on the cruise. And what made you want to do this Top Chef cruise? You know, Celebrity Cruises has always been known for their great dining, and the fact that they partnered up with the dining television show is intriguing, and I thought it would be really cool to check that out and see what they had uh, going for it. Now, did you go by yourself? I went with my cousin, who's actually a chef and culinary instructor, also in San Diego, so we had a go-together, and uh, she gave me some context, which was great. So, Jason, you fly in from California, you make your way to Seattle, you get to the cruise port. How was embarkation out there in Seattle? Embarkation was nice. Yeah, I think Seattle's more convenient than Vancouver just because if you're a U.S. citizen, it's usually a little easier to fly there than Vancouver. Um, in our case, from San Diego, we had a direct flight, nonstop actually. And uh, that's always great. And the ship, you know, I've always been a fan of uh, the Celebrity Solstice in particular. I've uh, been on that one before in uh, the Mediterranean. Glad I'd go back on it again. Really great. Did you spend any pre or post cruise time in Seattle? No, I wish I did, but uh, I've, I've done that before and it's a great town. Yeah, totally. So you make your way on to Celebrity Solstice for the second time. What were your impressions this go around? Um, you know, it basically the, the same sort of thing. That Everything that we loved about the ship was still there. Um, I think they had the best, uh, you know, the Fay area. It's very convenient, easy to navigate. Uh, just a great ship. You know, it's a bigger ship, which gives it a little bit more room to kind of spread things out. And it just has a really nice vibe. It's very modern. Kind of feels like a boutique hotel on board. I really enjoy it. You know, you just took the words out of my mouth. It felt like you're walking into a, like a contemporary New York yeah. City hotel when you walk on board Celebrity exactly. Solstice. Exactly. Especially with that dramatic atrium with the tree that kind of suspends. Yeah. <laughs> the it's hovering cool. tree. Yeah. Yeah. You make your way past the hovering tree and up to your stateroom. So what kind of stateroom did you have, Jason? And what were your impressions? Yeah, we had a veranda stateroom, and kind of like some of the new modern ships that are out there, they have sort of an offset design, which uh, basically allows them to maximize space in the staterooms now. So uh, basically what that means is the desk area is kind of pushed in a little bit, mm -hmm. and the bed area is kind of pushed out a little bit. So it kind of uh, interlocks with the room that's adjacent. And that's a really I ideal way of configuring ships uh, these days, and it really maximizes your space. It's very comfortable. Uh, the veranda, always in Alaska, is a great thing to have, especially with the scenic uh, views. Mm -hmm. And uh, particularly the bathroom is nice. You know, there's so many bathrooms out there with the shower is too small. And, yeah. Uh, this is one of the ones where the room is where the bathroom is very well configured and the shower doesn't have that pesky curtain always coming in on you. Those Solstice class ships have the shower bar and the shower for the ladies, right? They do, yeah. yeah. For uh, saving their legs, they can kind of put their leg up. Yeah. Us. I know you really loved your last balcony on Princess in Alaska. How was this one on Celebrity Solstice? Yeah, very good as well. Uh, great furniture, uh, really comfortable to just sit out there and uh, take it all in. The thing that's nice about Alaska is in the summer, I mean, people think it's always going to be frigid up there, and mm -hmm. 
by all means, it's cold when you're like at the glacier. But uh, you know, for the most part, we were able to stay outside, and it was pretty uh, pretty nice. You didn't have to wear much beyond like a you know light windbreaker. So you unpack, make your way to the buffet area or the dining room. Let's talk all things food on Celebrity Solstice. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's great about the ships, especially the restaurants in particular. Um, I love, like I said, the buffet because it's just very well laid out. I think it's the best layout of any ship. Um, but as far as the specialty restaurants, you can't go wrong. They have Murano, which is sort of the French restaurant, uh, the Tuscan Grill, the Italian. And they don't have Cuisine on this one, which is kind of their more modern uh, restaurant on some of their newer ships. But instead, they have Silk Harvest, which is their Asian restaurant. Um, and that's also very tasty. If you like Asian food, definitely recommend that. What were your impressions of the main dining room? Main dining room, actually, we were only there for one night, believe it or not, just because we had so much going on with the top chef but we were there for the top chef uh night they actually have a night each cruise where you go there um and they actually feature menu items from the chefs that are on the show and that was really tasty they did a great job last time i was on celebrity solstice they had this cirque style show in the main show theater is that still going on and overall what were your impressions of the entertainment aboard celebrity solstice yeah, exactly. So the Solstice still has the Cirque Style Show. Cool. Uh, they actually call it the Solstice Show, which is you know self-titled, I yeah. guess. Um, but it was very, very dramatic. You know, the the aerials are amazing. They have uh, everything hanging from the ceiling, and it's just a very, very dramatic Cirque Style Show, like you'd expect something in Vegas. It's really cool to see that on board. Another thing that's really cool is they have the um, comedy club on board now. It's they use the Celebrity Central space, and it's actually Sin City comedy, which is maybe a little off-brand for them, I think, because. Mm-hmm. It's comedy with burlesque, of all things, mm-hmm. and it was entertaining, but I don't know, you kind of expect that maybe more on Carnival. But, <laughs> uh, you know, people liked it. It was a popular show, so. Do they uh, show a lot of skin? Not as much as you would think. It's burlesque, so, you know, nothing uh, too over the top. But, <laughs> nice. Uh, still surprising, nonetheless, on Celebrity. Very good. And uh, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves and how it handles itself on sea days as far as the outdoor areas. So talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, the outdoor areas... Uh, you know, being that it's in Alaska, you know, it's not like a Caribbean pool sure. cruise. But, uh, you know, they had the Long Club on board, which is really cool. It was one of those features that when I first heard about it, I was like, this is going to be a gimmick. You know, nobody's going to go up there. But it's actually one of my favorite places to hang out at. It's just the, the area up there for taste of nature uh, with the grass on board of the ship. It's, it's pretty unique. I actually, I really like it. How's that grass staying alive in Alaska? Surprisingly well, actually. <laughs> I was surprised by that. Yeah. Speaking of the Lawn Club, does this one have the glass blowing or the restaurant out there? Because I know there's five different Solstice class ships, and there's a half of one, half of the other. It's still the hot glass show. Okay, board, so they haven't changed that yet. Let's talk about the port of calls you hit. Which ones did you go to this time? Yeah, we hit the the usuals. We went to Ketchikan, Skagway, and Juneau. Uh, it was fascinating because this is actually the largest ship that is up in Alaska, mm-hmm. a largest ship ever to sail there. And just to see a ship like this, especially in Skagway, it's a very small town, as you know. And <laughs> seeing a ship of this size uh with four with actually there was a total of four ships in that day so it was just overwhelming but it's impressive to be able to go on such a comfortable large ship in these ports and uh just love alaska it's you know rain or shine uh you know i was on princess you know a couple weeks ago in alaska and it was just the sunny one of the sunniest uh excursions or one of the sunniest itineraries that i've ever had in alaska and this time it was a little more rainy but both ways i really enjoy it because when it's raining like that it's more alaskan really they're going to think you're a local there if you keep going back. <laughs> That's right. I know. It's funny. I actually have friends at the brewery up there in Juneau. The last brewing company met with them. So You'll be wearing a locals-only shirt or something Absolutely. like that. Yeah. That's so right. you, uh, the reason why you did this sailing was because it was a top chef sailing, which for the folks who may not know, is uh, a cooking reality show on Bravo TV. So, uh, Jason, how was the top chef experience? Because you said you went with your cousin who is a, a chef herself. So like, talk to us about the experience. 
Exactly. So that's called Top Chef at Sea, and it's something that's only with Celebrity Cruises. And it's really cool. It's something that they're offering through June 2015. I'm not sure if they're going to extend it beyond that. Uh, I think they could. It's a, a very successful program on board. It's something that's offered for all of the sailings with the exception of the Galapagos. And uh, this one was that we were on was actually a signature sailing, which actually had some of the chefs from the show on board. And there's a handful of those still left this year, so you can check that out. Um, but even if you're on uh, a regular cruise, they always offer a, a quickfire challenge like there is on the TV show where you can actually participate yourself, go up on stage in the Celebrity Theater and uh, challenge yourself essentially to see if you have uh, the chops uh, kind of like they do on the TV show. So that's, that's a pretty cool event. And also beyond that, they have a Top Chef night in the dining room where they actually feature some of the recipes from the chefs that are on the show. So that's kind of cool. And especially the fact that they can do all of that um, more of a banquet style on board is pretty impressive. So, Jason, I guess this could be kind of compared to how Holland America has Dancing with the Stars on every sailing, whereas Celebrity has uh, Top Chef on every sailing except Galapagos. Is that correct? Exactly. That's okay. exactly the, the program. And, and like I said, we were on a signature sailing, so the chefs that were on board with us were uh, Tiffany Faison, Brooke Williamson, Paul Key, and... Uh, Nina Compton. So it was really, really fun to have them on board and to interact with them. And on the signature sailings, they go above and beyond. They actually, each of them go ahead and perform uh, or demo their food in the dining, or I'm sorry, in the uh, the theater um, and actually give a cooking class. So that's kind of cool that everybody can enjoy and that's included as well. And then uh, beyond that, there are also private cooking classes you can take with them and private dinners that you can enjoy. And we did that, uh, we did a private dinner with uh, Tiffany Faison and each of the private dinners were always meant to feature the dishes of that particular chef, but she actually surprised us and actually was preparing the food, I guess, that afternoon beforehand uh, and actually served it up. So that was pretty cool. I bet your cousin was loving that. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, man. She, she, these are like, you know, her favorite. These are like uh, celebrities for her, for sure. So definitely something she enjoyed. And yeah. I enjoyed it, too. So. Yeah, nice. Well, Jason, answer this question for us, then. A celebrity top chef sailing is for you if? If you're a foodie, even if you don't cook, because I don't cook, man. I tell you, the first thing to go out in my kitchen is probably going to be a microwave. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. Like, the, the private cooking class I had with Paul Key was really fun. Uh hadn't really ever cooked much for myself beyond that and tell you what it was the best thing i've ever cooked so i enjoyed it well jason did you do any videos or coverage on this sailing i did yeah and i'm posting that at uh, my website at popularcruising.com and also uh, the popular cruising video podcast very good jason we'll link to that in the show notes at cruiseradio.net always a pleasure having editor of popularcruising.com and the popular cruising podcast on the show and get out of alaska man where are you going next it's not alaska but believe it or not i'm leaving tomorrow to go to hawaii on the pride of america but we'll have to check in with you when you get back from hawaii Absolutely. Happy to talk about it. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. And now Jim Grace, CEO of insuremytrip.com, discusses understanding your travel insurance policy. Travel insurance plans vary. That's why it's always important to know what you're buying. Any insurance you buy can have language in the policy that's hard to understand. When comparing policies on Insure My Trip, we do our best to make everything transparent. So you can actually see the policy details before you buy. And we have articles in our Learn section where you can read up on how travel insurance works. If you have more questions, we also encourage travelers to just ask. At InsureMyTrip, we have the best customer care representatives, actually licensed insurance agents, who can speak to you like a human and make it easy to understand. For more information on this travel insurance topic and others, visit insuremytrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. 
six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. We'd love to hear your comments. Email comments at cruiseradio.net. We always like getting your listener questions. In fact, we don't just like it. We love it. Email comments at cruiseradio.net or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at Cruise Radio. We brought in luxury travel expert Sherry Laskin from cruisemaven.com to vet these questions today. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Lauren W. from Eastern Tennessee says, we are first-time cruisers and would like to know how to pick out our cabin. There are way too many options out there. Any suggestions for a good starting point? Hi, Lauren. That's a really great question, and it's a very, very basic question, but it does need a lot of um, research to come up with the best selection for your cabin. And, And what I would think is a starting point is to determine what your budget is actually going to be. Because then you, once you have your budget in mind, you could figure out if it's an inside an ocean view or a balcony that you can afford. And then you can really start to narrow down your location on the ship. Some people say they're not going to be inside their cabin. So they book an inside cabin because they're hanging out at the deck, the bars, the restaurants and all that. But basically get a deck plan once you know the ship and your sailing date because deck plans do change. And here's what you want to do. Make sure that whatever cabin category you choose, you don't want to be below or above a disco or any music venue, especially if it's going to go into the late hours or sometimes they even start early. So don't be anywhere near a disco. And you also don't want to be under the Lido buffet. That's where everybody has their breakfast at 6.30 in the morning and the chairs start scraping across the floor. I don't think you'd like that. And the vacuum cleaners are going at 2 o'clock in the morning when they're cleaning up. Another place you don't want to be is underneath the fitness center. Now, it's not so bad if you're under where the treadmills are and the rowing machines and those things, but where you don't want to be is underneath where the free weights are. Because <laughs> I've had, the, Doug, you'd like this one, 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm on the transatlantic. So you don't have any port days where you're going to get any peace and quiet, right? Uh-huh. I hear this thud on the floor, you know, coming from above me. I was like, what is this? And it happened three days in a row. Finally, the fourth day, I threw my clothes on, and I was just one floor underneath the fitness center. And sure enough, there's this huge guy taking the weights off the rack, and rather than, set it, rather than setting them down, he would just clunk on the floor. So I finally complained a little bit, and they started monitoring it. So don't be underneath the fitness center where the weights are. And you can see that from the, from the ship's deck plans, too. You know, not to cut you off here, Sherry, but uh, first off, I'm happy the weight didn't come through your stateroom. That's, that's <laughs> glad to know you're still here with us. But uh, I would also say, you know, feel free to look at the cruise message boards. If you look under, let's just say you're going on Royal Caribbean, look under the Royal Caribbean message board, see where people are complaining about, see where they like, because there's a plethora of information of probably at this point now, there's probably over a million different forum responses in every cruise line across the world, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And all you really have to do is type in the ship's name and the cabin number. And Mm -hmm. if anyone's complained about it, It'll pop right up and it'll tell you what they complained about, whether it's an obstructed balcony or a fantastic balcony. Just It's all you have to do. And I've done that quite a bit just to get opinions, especially on the ones that they now call the sunset cabins. Mm-hmm. 
which, which really, you know, you see where you've been and you fishtail if you have a lot of high winds or rough seas. So, you know, that's something else to consider if you don't want to have that kind of motion to, to deal with. You know, another thing I've been using lately, Sherry, is YouTube. If you find the deck you're on, like let's just say you type in Carnival Ecstasy Riviera deck, somebody <laughs> somewhere, I don't know why, has footage on YouTube of Carnival Ecstasy's Riviera deck. Or sometimes it even drills down to the stateroom. Uh, so our next question, uh, I like this Twitter handle. It's from Twitter. It's GWiz. <laughs> G Wiz asks, we might go on a Holland America, Canada, New England cruise next year. Should we go in September or October? Well, interesting that uh, G Wiz wants to go in the fall. So that's pretty good. And I think I would say it depends a lot if you're choosing September over October, if you have small children with you. And I'll tell you why. September, the weather is still kind of warm right? You have some sunny days and there'll be more activities to do outdoors with the kids and with families than, uh, especially in port, they've got the zip lines and things. But if you, if you wait until October, you can run into some really great autumn weather, you know, a little bit of a chill in the air, or you can have a blizzard. I was up in, uh, um, Quebec city once and we actually had a blizzard and they were making little snowmen on the deck. So you never know. And if you had kids with you and they can't go out and play and everything's shut down on deck because it's slippery and icy, you know, that's going to be kind of a drag. For adults, you know, we loved it. But so if you have kids, I'd say go earlier in the season. If it's just a couple or people, you know, grownups, you can go anytime, really. And then you might even appreciate October because you won't have all the kids on board that you would have had if you went in September. So it's a choice, but good weather, go earlier cooler weather if you want to change the scenery go later and then the thing about the foliage changing too you really can't predict it all that well but that would be generally towards the mid to the end of september usually yeah well, promise. well i was gonna say i, I did holland america's Eurodam last october 2nd out of new york city it was a 10-day sailing to quebec city and I think I hit it spot on. The leaves were changing along the way. Like our first stop was Boston and then Bar Harbor and then uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia and made our way around the bend there into the St. Lawrence. And we, I mean, we even got to see a little bit of the Northern Lights too. So it was really cool. So I think October was a really, really cool time to go. Uh, no pun intended there. Yeah, right. And if I'm going again, which I hope to next year, it's going to be in October. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really like that. And I like the idea of having snow. Very good. Yeah, absolutely. It's never too early for snow. I love it. We've been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. If you have a question you would like to submit, it's very simple. Email comments at CruiseRadio.net or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at CruiseRadio. And Sherry, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Doug. See you later. This is Cruise Radio. So I'm always looking for new and innovative cruise travel programs out there to pass along to you. And I came across LoyalCruiser.com. So I have the CEO of LoyalCruiser.com on the line, Baron Forbes, to talk to us all about it. So how's it going, Baron? Great yourself, Doug. Very good. So, Baron, what led you to creating LoyalCruiser.com? 
Well, uh, being a travel agent and owning a travel agency, uh, we've come into speaking with different guests. A lot of them are hesitant on which cruise line to sail, or they're hesitant to try new products because of the fact that they may have a status with a different cruise line that they're used to. Um, and, you know, we have recommendations that we give them, and, you know, the product that we're recommending might be, that we feel might be a little better for them, for what they're looking for as far as, uh, you know, uh, family-wise. And, and I know you cruise a lot, Doug, so you know yeah. um, certain cruise lines can offer certain things that others can't so i mean we were working with them and we we're getting their you know they're a little hesitant to you know try new things so it just came up as an opportunity for us to really allow our members and consumers to try different products and this is a good way for it to do it for them to do it so basically it rewards a consumer for being loyal but uh, can you give us an example of like what kind of uh, or how it all works sure well how it works is um once our once you book your cruise or once the member books a cruise, uh, they go to our website, loyalcruiser.com. Uh, they fill out our form where they would register that cruise. And once they register that cruise, they'll, they'll accrue points, and those points can be redeemed for rewards such as onboard credits, uh, cruise certificates, different, different onboard perks for them. So it, it's, very, it's really simple the way it works, and it really brings everyone together. Okay, so I'm going to ask you then, like I'm Platinum with Carnival in their VIFP program, so will I still be Platinum, and can I still take advantage of all those Platinum opportunities? Of course. Our program doesn't, uh, is not linked to the cruise line program in any way. So it's pretty much double dipping what you're doing, Doug. (laughs) So you can join our program and you can still be part of the Carnival uh, loyalty program. And it's just, you know, it's just our way to give you more of an option if you wanted to accrue points and try a different line. You mentioned a membership and people had to sign up. How would you go by doing that? Well, what you do is you visit loyalcruiser.com. There's a sign up form on there. Um, You just fill out the brief form and uh, we'll send an email notification with your membership ID number. And with that membership ID number, you're linked. Um, all your cruises are linked. Once you register a cruise, you need your member ID number, and all of that is linked together so we can keep track of your sailings and so forth. And um, the way it work, currently works right now is our parent company, Stick to Cruises, handles all the reservations for uh, Loyal Cruiser, but we're looking to really expand in the immediate future to include uh, some of the bigger agencies and even the smaller agencies as well, as well as the cruise line to give the consumer more of an option booking-wise. Because the way it works right now, in order to accrue points or redeem points, it has to be booked within our network. Very good. We've been talking with the CEO of LoyalCruiser.com. Sounds like an interesting concept. Head over to LoyalCruiser.com if you want to check that out. We'll also link to it in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Thanks, Baron. Thank you, Doug. Have a good one. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Cruise Radio. Thank you so much for being here, my friend. It means so much to me. You can check us out online at CruiseRadio.net. Also, our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash CruiseRadio. From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.